0: If you're anything like us, you love how a good spring cleaning feels after you're done. But the process of doing it and the anticipation of needing to do it is overwhelming. As it turns out, spring cleaning isn't just good for your house's aesthetic, it's also good for your mental wellness. In today's episode, Leslie Lair the fairy godmother for the modern-day
1: superwoman, gives us simple 15-minute solutions for spring cleaning and organizing that will leave you feeling calm, de-stressed, and more productive. Let's dive in.
0: Carolyn, I am really excited about today's episode, and the main reason that I'm excited about it is because we get to talk about spring cleaning and decluttering and purging all the things that make me so happy. Like, I love a good purge session. I love it.
1: Yes, but getting to it where you actually get to that physical point where you do it, I don't like that anticipation. That I just get overwhelmed, but I know how much better I'm going to feel when I do it. Yeah,
0: the, the big projects, I feel that way. But man, if I can't write, like if, if words are not coming to me, I start cleaning and i'm not talking about like vacuum well sometimes vacuuming i'm not talking about like scrubbing the floors or baseboards or whatever i'm talking about like i am reorganizing my desk i am filing papers i am oh yeah i need to try that i've never thought about that when i can't write it works it really really works
1: i mean i always have loved how i felt like after i did a big purge session or just organize the junk drawer you yeah. know, yeah. but I never thought actually kind of using it therapeutically for writing, oh,
0: especially like when you can't
1: focus. I bet yeah. that
0: works. Yeah. And my older daughter absolutely knows, like when I am on their butts about tidying and cleaning, like she knows that, that the reason to do it is because there will be a happy mom's Mama's mother. about to lose it. Yeah. Don't test mama. Don't. Just don't.
1: Yeah, I have noticed that when I kind of lose it with my kids or they can tell them about to and I'm just done with them. Like, if I leave the house for a while, I come back and the house is clean.
0: Mm-hmm. It's like they know. Yeah. Or See, one of them knows. One of them knows. <laughs> but but they're older, so maybe I can train mine up to be like that. Or yeah. you can bring yours to my house. But, okay, here's the other thing, though, right? We always love anything that we can, like, back up with research. there's a lot
1: here. A lot. I always thought it was like some weird thing I had that it made me feel so good and like productive and
0: less stressed. But there's a lot of research. Yeah, I feel like this is like actually explaining a lot of the like reels and videos that I see on social media where moms are like so overwhelmed and their like house looks like a disaster. Yeah. Like, oh, Okay.
1: Yeah, like that. This is one that has left me thinking. I've learned a lot from this episode just in doing the research and talking to Leslie, who y'all are here soon.
0: There, so, there was a, a fairly recent study. I mean, we did find multiple, but but this. We're just gonna, don't worry, we're just going to share the highlights. The highlights of the newest one. So, people who describe their homes as cluttered or full of unfinished products were more likely to suffer from depression and fatigue than those who describe their homes as restful or restorative. I
1: will 100% agree cuz I feel like my house is an unfinished project. And I share more with when we talked to Leslie, but it it's just it's just, I realized earlier this year that it was like a source of stress for me.
0: Yeah. Cuz it wasn't done. Right, exactly. It wasn't feeling like it's not feeling it's going to get it's getting there, but it's not feeling as like Restorative, as you need it to be. So
1: when you have that on top of, and then you have dirty dishes on top of that, right? It's really bad. Yes. Probably why my blood pressure went up.
0: You're gonna blame that on your messy house. (laughs) 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 I still think we got to discover the stress, which you have clearly done some great work on. Okay, this next stat I just love, Um, and we actually working on an episode on cortisol. So. What this study found was that women who viewed their homes as disorganized and messy had higher levels of cortisol, which is a stress hormone.
1: And it's the one that most people associate with weight gain, like when they're stressed right. and sugar cravings and that kind of thing. Yep. Belly and fat. Belly fat. Mm-hmm. Don't worry. We're working on an episode
0: about easy ways to reduce that. Exactly. Exactly. The cortisol, the that cortisol. is. Yes, not, yes. Yes. not, not the the, not the fat. <laughs> Maybe. Those women with this higher cortisol felt more depressed throughout the day, and they were more tired at night compared to women who said that their home environment was, again, restful. Mm-hmm. So before we bring Leslie on, who everyone will find out, but is a new friend of Carolyn's, and now I would like her to be my New best friend too, but after we did our interview, you want to tell everybody? Oh my gosh!
1: If people haven't seen my reel, I'm gonna share it again. Yes, my closet was horrible, and y'all said you got to share a picture because I told Leslie I was gonna tackle it after we recorded the interview with her, and y'all both said take a picture. It was so bad, like I was not gonna take a picture.
0: You did not. You were like, I am not. You saw. Yeah. yeah. So I
1: was like, okay, it I'm really gonna take wasn't... a picture just in case it looks so good at the end that I do want to share the before. And I did because it was so amazing. And really what Leslie told me helped. And I I kept my closet doors open the rest of the weekend because every time I walked by it just made me happy. And I was like, I can't believe that's my closet.
0: I can't and can you believe that just looking at your closet makes you happy? I mean No. Yeah. Yeah. And it gives me such a calmness, like to my bedroom and Anyway, yeah. Well, we uh, need I'll to post that again. the reel yeah. in the show notes too, so that people can go it's and impressive. look at it. Because it, it makes it worth showing the before. It really does. It really does. And and the before, it wasn't like your. It was you had, horrible. Like, trash, you know, on the floor. There was of your closet. things
1: falling off shelves. There were shoes all in the floor, spilling out of the closet. It was horrible.
0: <laughs> I would say I can see why it stressed you out. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And now I can see why it doesn't. And also, the cool part was that it wasn't like you went, and we talk about this when we talk to Leslie, like, it wasn't like you went to the container store and spent $300. Oh, I didn't buy
1: anything. Right. I exactly. didn't buy anything. Nothing. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get going with Leslie. Sounds good. I am so excited to introduce you and our listeners to a new friend I made like a month ago. Um, Back when I went to that conference in Franklin, Tennessee, that I know I keep talking about because it was so wonderful. I know you're sick of it.
0: No, I'm just still so sad that I couldn't go. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, But I ended up in line. And there were, at this conference, it was all kinds of female kind of entrepreneurs, media personalities in the lifestyle space. So there was only, you know, there was a handful of food people, but then there were a handful of others, you know, decorating. What else did we have? We had some uh, nonprofits um, there that were um, people kind of had personally started and were growing, but all within the lifestyle space, exercise, fitness, that kind of thing. And I ended up in line next to Leslie, who I'm going to, we're going to introduce you to in a second. I said, what do you do? And she said, I'm an organizer. She said, but I'm not the type that's going to go to Crate and Barrel and just buy a bunch of bins and come, you know, make it look all perfect. She says, I like to go into your house and help you simplify, make your living environment work for you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, I need you. <laughs> so let's read her bio. And, and um, I can't wait to jump into this because
0: I really need help here. It, it's going to be a great episode. Okay, so Leslie Lair is a lifestyle, organizational, and hospitality expert with a passion for refined style. Through her authentic approach, which you just mentioned, she built a business, Leslie Lair Living, dedicated to living more with less, bringing joy together. Uh, sorry, bringing together joy and creativity for a healthy relationship with design that is stylish, functional, and free of clutter. Oh my gosh, my favorite words, free of clutter. While most lifestyle experts teach their clients that more is less, Leslie knows the value in living with less. She doesn't want her clients to overpurchase. Instead, she wants them to learn how to live and entertain with the pieces they have and invest in quality products.
1: Yes and welcome to the show, Leslie, first of all. Thank you for having me. Yeah, Leslie, you're in Phoenix, Arizona. I am. Yeah, and you've just kind of created this niche that I think is just fabulous in kind of helping women simplify and get some time back and peace of mind back, and one of your your taglines is um, you're kind of the go-to girlfriend you're the person people call when they need to know like what do I get as a hostess gift or you know what do I what do I wear to this and I so I you have just built this niche and after meeting you I totally get it like I, I'm so glad to know you because I'm gonna be calling on you to solve my problems
2: <laughs> well you both are modern day super women so you get it right having careers family kids community involvement. There's a lot that we're juggling. And I just uh, naturally became the go-to to help a modern superwoman still be able to do those things, but without that clutter physically, emotionally, mentally, just all of the above. And so that's been my little niche.
1: Well, I love it. And I think I shared in line a few minutes after I just met you um that I realized, and I don't know why I've never noticed this before, but I realized in January or February that my home environment was not helping me de-stress. Sometimes it might be adding to it a
0: little, but it
1: definitely wasn't doing anything to help it. And I, ha-
0: I decided to hire a decorator. Well, you decided to hire a decorator after you spent like a week. I think it was even maybe when you had covid Doing, like, intense cleaning out. Yeah.
1: Do you remember that? Yeah, and that didn't solve my home problem. So I was like, I need more because I moved during COVID. And so I just never had the chance to really pull the house together since we moved in. Right. But I never, I, it baffles me now that I never stop to think that, like, getting your home right or decluttered or simplified is really so key to your it's okay. everyday Because it's the space
2: that you cherish, where your family is, where you spend time. It's where you want to entertain and welcome people. And you do emotionally feel impact when that space isn't orderly. When you, um, I I tend to see this often with my, my clients, usually are going through big changes when they first hire me to help them with style and function. It could be a move, maybe a renovation. Usually there's something that they've realized they've taken on maybe too much at once and they haven't been able to finalize the details. And what happens is that month or two with still boxes and items shoved in, you know, an unorganized way, it starts to make a person feel a little bit more stressed just by that. And so did you find when you started putting things away and getting the decorator to come in, could you feel a difference? Oh, my gosh. It was like a
1: huge weight. Like just my initial meeting, like, well, throwing stuff out, I always love. I oh, get in one of those I love moves a good purge and decluttering. But after I met with the decorator, um, it was just a weight off off of me. Um, I think because I knew she's going to help me with my environment, but I think also um, being a superwoman, um, I felt kind of like I was slacking because I didn't have my home perfectly pulled together. So I had, you know, several things were kind of bogging me down, you know, mentally. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. You have a four-step method. I do. Less, less's method um, to start and simplify, or just start and kind of hone in. I mean, because a lot of I think that's sometimes the hard part for me. I don't know where to start, and it seems so overwhelming, and so I never take the first step.
2: Which is natural. That's what. That's why most of my clients hire me. Because they don't, they know that there's a need, they just don't know where to start. And of course, once it comes into their mind that they need to make a change, they're pulled in so many other directions. This falls down on the list of priorities because I think we can all agree we tend to, at least I'm guilty of this, put myself last in pecking order, you know, my family, you know, my husband, my clients. Suddenly everything else comes before me. And so that is why I am trusted by these super women to help them identify where should we begin. And it's really, I mean, it's really the first question I ask is what is the space that you could, that would make you the happiest with order? Mm. So that's my first question, because what, what might work for you may not work for, you know, maybe it's your bathroom or your kitchen or your home office space. During COVID, this, is, this was a whole topic for months and months on how to get your, your home office space in order. So first step is, where would you like to see a change and I, I find it's typically one of three places. Usually the kitchen is where I'm hired first because it's the heart of the home and you're sharing it with all of the members of your family. And somehow mom tends to be the one picking up the pieces in the end, but everyone is using it. So the advantage is that when it is in order, everyone's going to benefit uh, the bathroom and bedroom are also key components because that's where you typically start and end your day, and then of course, office. Uh, so depending on where you find that you really want to start, that's step one.
1: That makes so and much sense. And then you just I don't follow know the I've list. Thought. I've never thought of that yeah (laughs) it's so simple you make it sound so simple okay so well it's
2: all I mean really the key is my my approach is very authentic every one of my clients is completely different personality style needs industry you name it everyone's different and everyone has different needs because of that so what works for my one client on Monday may not be working for my client on Tuesday you know so the key is just to address whether it be me working directly with a client or even just a friend who asked me where to start. Really what gives you the biggest agony that, you know, if you made a slight change, it's going to improve the way you spend your time, but also your mood.
1: Okay. So that's step one. I can do that. What's, what do we, what do we do next?
2: Okay. So, so it's, so the method is less, Because my whole mission is to live your best life with less. So the L starts with the list. So one, identify where you want to start, but also what the goal is. For you, it sounded like, Carolyn, when you you went through your move, you realized you wanted not only to get things in order, but you also wanted some style to your new home. Mm-hmm. have more of that space that's going to bring you joy. And so that would have been what I would identify as one, you know, your goals is that you wanted order and also what I call style and function. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So by, by writing it down, i write it down. That's how you can stay accountable for what your ultimate goal is. Okay. And then once you've identified what the goal is, so let's use, Let's use the, you know, let's use the bathroom as an example.
1: Okay.
2: We know that we want to get it organized. There's a lot of clutter. We want to save time, energy, save some money along the way and just bring some order and happiness. So the next step, the E is to and this is tough for some people, but you actually want to pull the contents out. So let's envision that under the, you know, under the sink where we Mm. keep a lot of bathroom essentials, you're going to pull everything out and you're going to evaluate what you have. So I'm just going to throw things that I've seen in a lot of bathrooms. You know, we might have several cans of hair, hairspray. We have multiple items um, that we thought we needed and they've never been touched. Like, Body lotion, you know, their body lotion can come in every scent, style, need, you, you name it, it's under the sink. Um, occasionally, I find something that completely does not belong under the sink, you know, <laughs> like a tennis ball. For whatever reason, it ended up under, you know, just so evaluate what's un, what, what is in that space because you need to figure out what is what you need on a daily basis. What can be eliminated? So either it's broken, it's out of date, it's out of style, it doesn't bring you any happiness. You bought it and you've never used the self tanner, or you know whatever <laughs> whatever the product is. It's it's not it's not being utilized. And uh, while you're eliminating, this is a great time to decide start seeing some trends. So for example, what is a trend? You might see that you have over time purchased multiple bottles of perfume, but you only use like your go-to favorite. And that's key because that trend will help you realize, you know what, why am I, why, why do I feel the need to buy all these other ones when really this is what I'm using every, this is what I use every day. So this whole process is allowing you to truly understand what you need, what you use, and then you can go to step step three, which is a system. Okay.
1: All of this, I love all this. Yeah. Cause I, it makes perfect sense and it all feels very doable. It is. And and the key is, and, and
2: I talk about this in my the different ways I contribute in blogs and in my Instagram. Clearly, there's going to be those products that are special occasion. I, I use the example of like the red lipstick. I am only wearing red lipstick once once a year. That's not my go-to every day. So I have another space in my bathroom where we keep kind of like that extra storage. It's not the daily use, but we still, we we need to keep it. It has value. It's just not every day. So when I say like, Look at the trends. Think about what you're using every day and have that be easy to access. You know where it is. And, and really allow yourself to realize you can run at the store if you need more face, face soap. Like having four bottles under your sink is not necessary. You can have back stock someplace else. Just have the key component to use daily. It's going to save you so much time. It's going to declutter the space, and it's going to free you of, of just an overwhelming amount of stuff that's not only physical but mental.
1: You know, I'm thinking about my my drawer where I have, like, my face stuff, like my primer, my lotion, and kind of the basic stuff. I have my makeup in another area, and there's really only, like, four main products that really need to be in that drawer that I use every single day, like as since as I get out of the shower, like or at night after right. I wash my face. But yet it is full of things, so I can't wait. To, but that makes sense. I mean, to go. So then, the,
2: then the, the final ask, which is my favorite part, is that once you've removed all that excess stuff and you've now identified. That you have maybe four products for your your skin kind of your skin self care category, then you get to style. And so what that might mean is if you if you have some containers already, I mean they could be clear containers. I've used beautiful gift boxes that you know are in a beautiful color that are stylish and can be reused. I've even used glass bases that I can hold, my makeup uh, brushes. There are so many opportunities to contain these, these products in a very organized way that is stylish, that will give you that sense of being able to know exactly where it is, keep it in order. It will help you in the morning as you get ready at night, but it also helps you with inventory management. Because when you can see everything clearly, you know, as soon as like it's starting to go low, that hairspray needs to be, re you know, whether you need to grab it out of storage or go get a new new product, it will help you manage going forward. And that's where a lot of that stress that we suffer um, can be
0: eliminated. I am like thinking more about all of the Spaces and places that I could be implementing this. But you just, you did bring forth like that. I, that there was this element of intuitiveness, I guess, that I have in my own bathroom where I took a cake stand from my first wedding. And (laughs) on top of it is like all of my like daily like face products, like makeup, my one thing of perfume or whatever. Um, And I do, I find myself like looking at it and when it looks cluttered, I'm like, Well, I don't use that one every day. So that one's going down in the drawer, you know, and now, trust me, this is not duplicated all over my entire house, this process. But for whatever reason, it was like, it's just the way that I've like set my bathroom up. And it is the fun part really is like making it pretty. Like, did I think I was going to use a cake stand? No, but that's what I use.
2: Yeah, I love that. And that's one of my favorite tips is to reuse items that wouldn't seem natural if by changing it from one location to the other, but a cake stand that you're probably using. How often are we using a cake stand? <laughs> not I mean, much. Not that often. No, and so you gave, you gave it a whole new life and you get to see it every day and it brings you some joy, but it keeps it organized. And so that's where style and function have come together with some of your creativity.
0: Now I can't wait to implement this in the rest know, of my house. I know. Well, okay.
1: Which,
0: I, I'm which very actually, motivated. but w- which actually though, transitioning like when I think about it, I'm like, oh my gosh, the rest of the house. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Like, okay. So if I can't have Leslie come to my house, how do we take like those four steps and? either like over time or because it's this time of year, like being spring where people are very motivated sometimes, like how do you then translate that into, you know, quick solutions?
2: First of all, just really quickly, even just starting in that one space, all you need to do is carve out 15 minutes. Don't overwhelm yourself by thinking you have to take a whole day to get organized, tackle it little by little and give yourself 15 minute increments. If you feel like you could go over 15 minutes and you're motivated, go for it. But my advice is to start small because you will see immediate impact even in 15 minutes. If you set a timer, you'll be you'll start going through your items quickly because you start following the, you know, the list. Is this expired? Is this broken? Why is there only one? And it should be a pair. You start following it, you know. A, a process and so just keep that into consideration and it will give you motivation to tackle new ideas and new areas and uh to i guess to answer your question what what do you do once you finish one space then you just go back to the less approach where's my next area that could benefit from following less is more so let's say we go down into the workspace, or maybe you have an area in your home where it's the catch-all for everybody's administrative papers, books. Maybe that's your next area to tackle and just follow the follow the plan. Write down what the goal is. Take the first, I always say if it's like a desk, start on the top because that's that's exposed. It tends to collect the most amount of stuff and then just start going through it. What is not relevant? What can be donated? What should go into somebody's room instead of on your shared space and start the process again? Just evaluate, eliminate, create a system, add some style, and then just Once you've accomplished that, the more you do, the more motivated you are because you feel so good once the clutter is removed. It's a very powerful feeling of accomplishment and peace of mind and happiness that comes with putting things in order.
0: I think, too, once you realize, like any goal, really, once you realize that you actually can do it, and like you said, I think starting with like that 15-minute increment is, is huge because then you have a finite period of time to just achieve something, right? And then you hopefully have proved to yourself that you can do it. And then that hope also then fuels that motivation to tackle something else in another 15 minutes on another day or another week yeah
1: you know i did something similar but kind of a different approach i'll I'll ask leslie if she recommends this or not but um it was something on social media i saw and it said just pick one small thing a day to clean and so, like junk drawer was one day produce you know drawer in the refrigerator was another day your makeup drawer was another day and i thought i can do that because it took 15 minutes And I couldn't say I'm too busy because it really was things I could probably do in like five to ten minutes. And I did it, but I'm wondering, it was, you know, all over the house. So I'm thinking, I mean, I got some peace and it made me feel so good to get that accomplished, all those little things accomplished. I can see the benefit of just kind of focusing on one space and getting that space done or almost complete before Mm. moving? Because mine were like, one in the bathroom, one in the kitchen,
0: one in my office, you know? Right, right. Like make it more like a cohesive effort.
1: Yeah. Is that what you recommend? I do. And
2: only because I can feel, even when I'm doing it myself for clients or if I'm working with a client and we're doing it together, when you're jumping from different areas, it's causing a little bit of confusion mentally because it's it's almost like you're never getting it completely completed. Like we're starting it, but then we're jumping someplace else. So you can't close the chapter. It's so, it's a mental feeling that I see a lot of my clients are like, oh no, we started this and we didn't get it finished. I need you to come back like next week it's almost this feeling of help not helplessness but just that feeling of not accomplishing what you set out to do right and so because of that i've learned the benefit of you know what just focus on the one area that way you can you have you have a picture of what it looks like how it's going and once it's done, what the end result feels like and looks like and how you're benefiting from that so that you can see by doing this from start to end, you can, you can accomplish this in another area. Or you could also have the confidence of knowing, I know how I got to where I was. I'm now going to prevent this from happening again
0: yes and
2: that's where the less really comes in a financial advantage because you're spending less on products that are cluttering up that space because you realized oh my goodness I had more glue sticks in that drawer than any person should ever have because I didn't know where the glue stick was. And I every I panicked. I bought more glue sticks. We've got glue sticks in every one of these drawers. All I need is probably one glue stick per kid versus 24 glue sticks. Uh, so I hope that makes sense because then what happens is once you start cleaning it out and you realize these are broken or we we over-purchased, that's where the value comes in and you also can put that relationship together that, my goodness, like I spent X amount of money because I didn't know where it was because my life was unorganized at the time and I'm not going to do that anymore.
1: I have a quick question. I am tackling my closet this weekend. I feel finally that it's safe to take all the winter... Coats and sweaters out of my main closet and move them over. I've got a lot of stuff that I think I've just kept over the past few years that I have not worn in two to three years, but it was kind of like it was COVID. And so then it was like, well, would I wear this after COVID? Maybe, you know. So, what is your, I'm sure you have. Can, clothing can get kind of emotional. like That can be the one thing that's hard to declutter. So do you have any suggestions for when to donate something or when to get rid of something and you know what to save in your closet?
0: Oh, I can't wait to hear that.
1: Absolutely. You. So
2: when th- what, just first step to keep it uh, manageable, start by sections. So if you only have an hour on a Saturday... Start with something as simple as shoes. You know, take it in bites. You can take it in bites because your closet is the goal, right? So don't feel like you have to tackle it all in one sitting. Take it in categories. That will help. Uh, But go through and just follow the less approach. So we know the goal is to declutter and organize your closet, but let's also start looking at, as we evaluate, are there shoes that are in desperate need of repair and the value of repairing it versus just letting it go? <laughs> it, it, you know, you, you've got to come do some math there. Start looking at your trends. Are these shoes that you've worn, you know, shoes, shoes are a little bit tough because we have different occasions where we will be wearing say a stiletto, maybe once or twice a year, but they're your go-to. Keep, you know, keep, keep always those. have a good pair of high heel shoes. But if you have five of the same color and kind of style, take, take a moment and evaluate. When was the last time you wore it? Is this even in trend? Is it comfortable? Is it, you know, are there opportunities that you're seeing that just it needs to go and evaluate that and, and really take the opportunity to eliminate when you realize that you're not using it. And and ask yourself, I mean, occasional items, you're not gonna be wearing it every two months, but if they're a beautiful pair of heels that you know that they're your go-to when you need to dress up, always keep those. But if you've got five pairs of black sensible shoes that you just feel like you've kept them because you might wear them and you haven't in six months to a year, I think it's fair to say it's time to let it go.
1: Hmm. What about clothes? I'm not talking about really nice things. I'm talking about more like there's a Banana Republic shirt that I probably hadn't worn in two to three years. But why, why am I keeping Oh, that, that? goes. That okay, goes. Okay. Well, well you- no,
0: no. I want to know what Leslie says. But I, in my house, I'm like, mm-mm. Nope. Well, it'll probably go.
1: But, like, do you have – do you use that six-month to one-year timeline with, like, you know, just your regular clothes? I do.
2: And I'm also editing every month. That's just the, my personal approach. But for, for this week and for you – You're going to go through, you're going to take a section out. Let's say it's the shirt section. You're going to put it out on your bed. You're going to pull out that Banana Republic shirt. When was the last time you wore the Banana Republic shirt? It needs to go. (laughs) How, and also, if you are torn, because you're like, you know what though, what if, really evaluate it. What I find in most cases, once you look closely, you realize some of these shirts have a coffee stain on it. And the reason why you don't wear it is because it's damaged, but you forget because it's in the closet and you're running late and you grab it and you go, Oh my goodness, I can't wear this. And you just put it back when you realize, Oh my goodness, there's a tear in it. I can never wear this. That's when you just take it off the hanger. And I have like a, I have a, a bag that I keep that is where clothes that are either going to be donated or uh, sent to consignment will go just so I can get it out Mm -hmm. of my inventory. Mm -hmm. But do, I mean, go through the six month rule is, is critical. Also look for the clothes. Okay. This is one of my, this is a, this is a girlfriend guide. I can't tell you how many closets uh, I'll go through where they still have tags they bought it on a trip with their friends or traveling and they saw it and it was like so cool and trendy and it was just kind of just one of those spontaneous purchases. They get back home, never has it been worn and that, so I share that story because one of my rules is to avoid that kind of the vacation or girl when you're shopping with girlfriends and you just like, oh, this this looks like something I I maybe would want to wear, but it's truly not your style. And it's just something about shopping and when we're on vacation, we all do it. But have add that to your system <laughs> process yeah, to like avoid. It. Yeah. Because for whatever reason, that sundress that I bought in Cancun <laughs> that I thought would be perfect. And guess what? I mean, I just donated it and it still had the tags on it. I mean, I'm guilty of it myself, but it's just this weird situation that we all go through when we're traveling. And so to save yourself some time and money, just don't even, just tell yourself you have no room in your suitcase
1: uh, for it to come home.
0: I love this. That, that is a really, really good point.
1: Really oh, my gosh. Point. And I I don't, one thing I have not felt in talking to Leslie is I have not felt overwhelmed. I've felt no. like I can do this.
0: Yes, very and I'm kind manageable. I'm excited to do it. Um, I think, I think Leslie, it's really important that you and I both keep Carolyn accountable. She has to do a before picture and an Mm-mm. after picture of her yes. closet.
1: Almost took a pic before.
0: Well, you're gonna I'm have to take one. I'm too embarrassed.
1: I can't even show you, Barley. Yes, I'm too embarrassed. Well.
2: You can always send me pictures, too, of items that you are debating. But one thing I just want you to, before you even go into your closet and start the process, I want you to think about what has been your favorite outfits over the past few months that have been your go-to that you feel the best in physically and confident in and keep that into consideration as you're pulling things out because part of what we do is hold on to clothes that aren't bringing us any happiness because we feel like we're obligated to them yes and don't if it, if you if you feel that you spent a fair amount of money and you're you're feeling guilty that if you don't if you let it go that that money's going away, here's the solution. There's fabulous consignment stores. They're looking for that one item that you did buy. There's somebody who will buy it and be so excited and it's going to give give that piece a whole new life. But if it's not bringing you happiness and if you're not feeling confident, there's no reason why it should be cluttering up your space because all it's doing is causing that unnecessary stress that we need to free ourselves from.
1: It's kind of like you're in a relationship with that piece of clothing and you don't know how to get out of it. Yeah. Yeah.
2: (laughs) You're going to break up and it's okay. You guys can still be friends.
1: I'm bad at breakups though.
2: (laughs) Your dress though can go someplace else. And then there's going to be somebody who buys that outfit or that dress and is like, Oh my gosh. They're so excited because they that's exactly what they were looking for. But that's uh, just one of my, I guess, one of my little simple tips is that consider what you're wearing today and what your lifestyle is because things have changed. I mean, when I started my career way back when, when I had, a, you know, a different office career, uh, we were you know, hose, pantyhose, uh, skirts and jackets or pantsuits, and that, I don't, I I mean, you just, things have changed. And so, remember, just know that. Know what. Feel confident in what you're still, you've got, both of you have great style. Know what you like today, and stay true to who you are and what you like today. Don't keep the things that you used to wear thinking that it's going to come back. Even if it does come back, it's going to be slightly different, so it's better just to Say goodbye today We're going to want let the new it
0: version. Yeah, we're going to want the new version. You're right. You're right.
1: This is so helpful.
0: Leslie, this has been amazing. You you have <laughs> given great, great tips in very, very approachable bite-sized
1: pieces. And she shares a lot on her social media, on her Instagram, and so we're going to put that in
0: the show notes. And she's
1: also, like, on a lot of TV shows. I,
0: just, I actually saw that when I was – I was doing a, a deeper big, dive time, on yeah. your Instagram bef- in preparation and I um you just did something you just recently did a TV something which is awesome.
2: I, thank you. because of my business being living your best life at home work and play, it really is a full life style approach and so I share tips on how to entertain Effortlessly, but with style, I share tips on how to elevate a space with mixing modern and vintage. A lot of what my solutions include is to reduce the stress and the clutter, still enjoy life, but know that you most likely already have things at home don't run off and go buy items. And so a lot of what I talked about is just how to repurpose and re- in sustainable solutions so that you can take what I am sharing with you and, and practice it every day and hopefully it will provide value in all the areas of your life.
0: Well, before you go, Leslie, will you tell us or tell listeners rather, the best place that they can find you?:
2: Absolutely. So I'm on Instagram at Leslie Lair Living. I also have a website leasingthereliving.com and really if you I would say probably Instagram is the best place to find out <laughs> what what's coming like what what we're working on, what's coming up, what show it's going to be on some of the some of those segments that I air are national so I shared dates and times, we've got some fun things coming out in publication. And then just I share tips on everything from just entertaining, style, organizing, and just living your best life at last.
0: Perfect. Okay. Well, and you know, we will connect both of those or or add links to both of those locations in the show notes for the podcast. And also I feel like because that ring is going to come through. We need to give a special shout out to Carolyn's daughter Madeline, who just called us while we were recording. You know, I
1: have my do not
0: disturb
1: on my computer set till five o'clock, and it's five oh five, so that's why it came through. Oh, she's yeah. probably wanting to know what we're doing for dinner tonight.
2: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I just but I had to that's give her. an example of you're you're a super mom. So that's guess what that's the life we lead, right? And that's okay. Like I. Trust me. I've got plenty of funny stories about how mom world has completely in the middle of big things overlapped, um, but that's okay. That's, that's who we are.
0: That's so true. Well, thank
2: you again. Thank you so much. And I hope you have a thank-
0: fabulous weekend.
2: Thank you. Semi-final soccer tournament. Go Phoenix
1: rising oh, for ooh. your daughter. Yay. Yeah. Oh my gosh. So okay. Well,
0: wishing her great luck then. Thank you. Thanks.